Hey everyone, welcome to Spin Radio, Digital Marketing Insights brought to you by SpinWeb. We're a digital agency on the web at spinweb.net. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Allison Gibbs. And it is almost spring. I mean, not really. technically it is spring. I mean, it is, but I don't know about wherever you're listening, but in Indiana, we are just done with we're, winter. <laughs> we're on January 94th right now, it feels like. But... We are real done, yeah. So. <laughs> and we're supposed to get more snow tonight. <laughs> So yeah. that's cool. So that's it's cool. 6th. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I looking ahead on the dark sky, I saw 60 degree temperatures next week. So Oh, so there is hope. Let's hope. There's yes. hope. All right. So uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, as many weeks kind of happen this way, our our topic today is born out of discussions and uh, and frustrations this week in the office. <laughs> we're going to talk about website planning. And I think this came about Allison when you and I were talking and uh, we were just Talking about how a lot of people just don't get how important website planning is, right? That's a fact. Fact? Yes. They just think that building a successful website means um, just throwing a design together, seeing what sticks, and they skip that planning phase. I mean, you've seen that a lot, right? Like every day of my life. (laughs) Somebody shows me a website and I can always tell if it was planned or not. I mean, I can tell. First glance, I can tell. Yeah. Because everybody, the, here's a, and the reason why people skip planning, I think, is because um, it's one boring for a lot of people because they have to, you know, write stuff out and it's all paper based and, you know, Google Docs and spreadsheets and things like that. And people just get so excited about the design phase and the creative phase that they forget about the planning portion of it. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump in, though, uh, thank you to Sam, who is uh, running the board today, instead of Nathan. Nathan's Thanks, out today. Sam. Um, so we appreciate that. Sam is over there uh, um, doing support tickets, I think. <laughs> Working on support. Fixing all the broken. So thanks for that. Thanks, Sam. All right. So the first best. off, what what goes into planning a successful website? What, what does the process look like? Well, step one is acknowledging that you should plan the website. You know, it's funny you say that, but... That's actually pretty valid because a lot of people just don't want to do it. Yeah. Right? Yes. So here's the thing is that websites, they take time and a good website. Um, and we're not talking like it. your five page hobby site on no, Wix. Like we're not talking that. We're no, talking like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, our, our clients that are hospitals or, or banks or manufacturing companies or large nonprofits. So we're talking like these scale of, of sites. Yeah. So every, so I mean, most people, like I said, they just want to go straight to the creative because that's the most fun portion. I mean, that's where you see all the pretty pictures and we get to, you know, nitpick information. But then what happens is they start with creative, they go through it and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And they approve and then they build the site and then they start to put their content in there and they think, oh, wait, this doesn't match. This, oh, doesn't, wait. this doesn't work. I need this extra feature. Oh, wait. And then that doesn't fit in with the design. Then you have to go back to square one. and huh. So... Um, so I always start with why are you wanting to do a new website? Like what's the catalyst for wanting a new site? And in some cases it might be, you know, we redid our, we redesigned our website two and a half years ago. Um, you know, we've, we've evolved as a brand. We want to change, you know, the way that we're presented online. We went through an organization process back two and a half years ago. We're still really happy with that. We might change a few pages here and there, uh, but we don't need to, you know, totally redo the sitemap. We don't need to, you know, redo a lot of of the the overall content. Um, So that's one 
one reason why I see people redoing websites. Another one is that the website's 10 years old and needs to be just totally, (laughs) we just need to totally start over. Um, And then there's kind of like that happy medium where it's, you know, several years old and, you know, maybe it wasn't as well organized the first time around and all that good stuff. So the first one is why are you doing this? Um, Because then that will springboard into what you should focus on in, in the planning So if somebody tells me, you know, I like the way that my content is structured, I mean, I still go through it and give my two cents because as Michael... I'm shocked. As Michael knows... This is my shocked face. I like to give my opinion on things. Shocker. I will say, and I'll say this once, don't repeat this, but usually you're right. Oh, as all of these witnesses, yes. I'm going to take a little capture of that audio. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. I'm going to capture that audio and I'm going to put it on like a little button on my computer and I'm just going to play it. I did not say anything. Yep. Okay. Anyways, I can, you know, we're done for the day, right? Podcast over. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I said usually, not always. I know. Oh, oh, thanks. (laughs) 99.9% of the time. And that 1% of the time is when he disagrees with me because he wants to do it a different way. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's fine. Um, So, uh, so how, you know, what's the catalyst, the reason for it? Another reason could be, you know, that your organic you might have seen, you know, organic rankings drop. You might see your traffic go stagnant and you want to totally, you know, redo it from a marketing perspective. Um, so that the the goal springboards you into where you should start. So things that I would go through during the planning phase or things that I, I should say that I do go through. Um, if you've done this process with me before, you know that I um, that I, I tend to uh, talk about everything on the website if we can. So the first thing is I like to... Talk about the homepage, which is sounds kind of silly that I would single that out, but people kind of forget to focus on, you know, what is it that you want to present? What is it that we need to present? What is it that's nice to have on the homepage? And how do we order that? How do we structure that? Because, of course, the number one thing that I always hear is, well, we want these 17 things above the fold because they're all really important. And then when I show them what it would look like um, with all 17 things above the whole above the, above the fold, they're like, well, that's too chaotic. I'm like, I know. This is why we have to go through and plan all of this stuff because... And the fold doesn't exist. And the fold doesn't exist. Although there are people out there that still fight me on that to this day. They do. They, I mean, it is a... Do they know <laughs> where the scroll button arguments. is that the wheel is on their mouse? Well, I always have, you know, my Nielsen Norman group research, usability research <laughs> at the at the ready. Same thing with my Moz research. So um, it's not just me making this up. I actually have, you actually data. have data. I actually have data supporting wow. supporting this. Um, and even, you know, sometimes if if they if we, you know, really fight on a lot of this, then I'll put heat mapping software on their site so that way you can see the scrolling action so that way it like shows that, okay yeah your users actually do yeah, you prove it scroll yeah um so what do we need to have on the website and what order do people need to see it um we i or i'm sorry on the home page what is our main call to action and i am talking about what is like the basically um, like what's the one thing that you're going to do or that you need in order for this website to be successful? So an example could be, you know, we want more passive leads or we want more demos or we want more, um, you know, free trials or consultations or, um, 
you know, maybe if you're a hospital, we want more people, you know, filling out a schedule form uh, or find a doctor or have somebody call you. So it's determining what that call to action is and how do you present it on the website. Um, And then, like I said, the order of how you present the content on the homepage. And every single website is different. Um, You know, some people, you know, like some people need, you know, icons and buttons and um, other people just, you know, need a major feature and maybe a news feed. It just depends on on what it is needs to happen uh, for the, the site. And then from there, we talk about the site map and how the site map is structured. So that's your content structure. So what, um, you know, how are things organized? What uh, what makes sense to users? Um, this takes into consideration a combination of what competitors are doing um, usability trends, um, just overall general industry research and things like that. So homepage components, sitemap, and then going into the content organization. And this is usually the one piece that I see people do too late in the planning process or in the case of when I said that I can tell when a website was planned and when it wasn't. Um, it's usually because something on the interior uh, was just thrown in there. And so the content inventory portion, and uh, some people do this up front, some people do it later. I choose to do it up front because what it does is it forces us to go through every single page on the website that we can find. So we you know, do a, a, a crawl, and then I also click around on literally every single link that I can find on the site. Um, so uh, clicking around on every single page on the site to make sure that we have the appropriate uh, the, to make sure we have the appropriate modules or the appropriate appropriate setup from a design perspective and then also from a management perspective. So how easy is it going to be for you to manage your website? Um, how easy do you want it to be? Are you going to be the one managing it? Do you want an agency managing it or somebody else? Um, so that forces, like I said, that forces us to go through every single page on the site. And yes, I, I mean, even for a 500 page bank website, I go through literally every single page to make sure that uh, we have everything covered. Even though I've done a few of these before, I generally know like the types of content that are, that we'll find on the, on the different pages. I still never just, I never just blanket say, you know, Oh, you are, you know, X, Y, Z. So you're definitely going to need these three modules or six modules. It's something that's very specific to every single site. So, um, and then I also, of course, give my two cents on what I think the content um, looks like. And oh, sounds content's like. not important. It is important. Um, <laughs> duh. Uh, so I give my two cents on the content and, you know, whether or not I think that the content needs to be totally rewritten, whether it just needs to be edited, uh, maybe it's just putting it in a, in a new design. That's what I see about 80% of the time when somebody comes to me and they say, oh, our content needs to be totally redone because we hate our site. Well, you hate the way your site looks. The content's still really good. Um, maybe you just need to redo it or maybe you just need to redo the, the, redo the design and just lay out the content a little bit differently and it breathes new life into it. So what are some of the bad things that can happen if a website is not planned properly? Well, for one... How much time do we have? Oh, right. Um, for one, launch dates are always compromised. So everybody always goes into a process with a launch date in mind. 
And when you have a launch date in mind, you need to add about seven months to that because without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt, I've done this a few times. Somebody gives, you know, gives their feedback and totally kind of throws a wrench in the planning or something comes up or if you're trying to do this over the holidays, you know, there's six weeks out of the out of the the whole process that, you know, people like to hibernate. So just add time to it. Um, but if the site is not planned out up front, then usually what happens is somebody else has to come in and either fix it or the if you've got an agency involved, then you have to kind of go back to square one. Um, you likely will have to pay more money than if you just planned it up front. Um, and obviously things happen. We know this. I mean, websites take a while. I mean, they take months. So at least... Um, at the scale uh, we're doing. At least yeah. at the scale we're doing that. Yeah. So obviously there are template designs and there are other smaller scale websites that don't take as long. Um, but at the scale of this, the scale of the sites that we're doing on a regular basis, it it takes a while. And so when you get to the when you get to the end of it, um, generally speaking, there's always something that has to be rebuilt. I'm looking at Sam because I know Sam's always the one that has to help us rebuild something. Um, there's always something that either it doesn't work the way that we had expected it to work, or maybe uh, you know, once we got into it with the data that the that the that's provided by the client or the content, we have to add things, we have to remove things, maybe we have to restyle something because it just doesn't look right on a particular viewport. Um, that's all a natural part of the process. But if you don't plan stuff up front, that stuff just takes longer. So, uh, you know, taking into consideration how things are managed, um, how it's designed, all of those things, if you do that up front, then the build and the content placement and the overall, the rest of the project just goes so much smoother if if, the, if it's all planned up front. Um, well, it seems so obvious. I mean, but we just don't do it. It does seem it. obvious because... But it's like everything in life. I mean, we just, you know, we know that planning up front makes a difference, but we just don't want to do it, do we? <laughs> but how many times... Right. But, uh, and it's also easy for us to say, uh, you know, it makes sense. It's common sense. But how many website projects have we all done? I mean, like hundreds. Like yeah. yeah. So... Um, I mean, you've probably, obviously you've done a few more than me, but, um, they, (laughs) (laughs) and done is a a loose term (laughs) by done. I mean, like (laughs) have been in the company when they are happening (laughs) actually at the very beginning of the company. I I built websites. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, they were like, but ugly, but (laughs) and he charged $1 per hyperlink. hyperlink. You know, we should do a whole show on like that very first website, like SpinWeb's very first website, guys, which was that big spinning globe. Yes, one of my favorite things in the entire world is to go back on the Wayback Machine on archive.org and look at SpinWeb's old websites because, oh, some of them were doozies. They're so good. <laughs> well, we have next week planned that already. Maybe the week after we will uh, <laughs> we will do that. Anyway, so yeah. anyway, point being, um, yeah, we, we don't like to plan, but it's like, I mean, no one would dream of just like putting beams up for the house without a floor plan, at least, exactly. or uh, architectural drawings. But we, you know, a website is, I guess, less tangible, so we think we can get away with it. it and part of it is that people just don't understand what goes into it. Like, people don't know HTML or CSS. I mean, they don't know, like, the back end of it, of how... Uh, yeah. how all of this is put together well, you guys make it look so easy our team just makes it look easy because <laughs> when you finish you, you launch the finished product it's like oh this is beautiful yeah you don't see all lovely. the stuff um, that goes on behind the scenes another thing that i see when it comes to planning is when a new person takes over the project mid project oh that's yeah um 
it happens. I under we understand that. It, I mean, we see this. I don't want to say frequently, at least a couple times a year, right? Where maybe maybe once a year. And so let's say, you know, your director of marketing, um, maybe they either get promoted or they take another opportunity. And so you hire a new director of marketing and they come in and we've already planned and we've already designed the site and uh, they have a totally different plan. And that's okay. Um, But I think that what we forget sometimes or what we get some pushback on is, well, we've already planned the site. Now we just need to see it. We just need to get it launched and then we can fix it later. That's usually the answer that I get. We just need to get it launched. We can fix it later. Okay, well, you're going to spend a lot more money fixing it later. Just trust me now. Let's go through this. Right. <laughs> it's going to take, uh, yeah, give, it's going to take a couple weeks and that's okay. And everybody just needs to calm down. But you're going to thank me later when you don't have to spend any more money. So um, that's changing uh, changing the, the point of contact or changing the person that is in charge or responsible for the project mid-project um, throws a wrench in the planning. But that just means we just have to go back and review it to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So why does this planning process typically take so long? Because a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I want a website to be done in two months. And they just kind of have this number in mind. But it rarely happens that way, again, at least at the scale that we are working here. So why does it take so long? Well, it depends on the size of the site, honestly, because like I said, we're going through every single page. So it's a five, if it's a 500-page site, I mean, that takes a significant amount of time just to go through and analyze and, and process what's going on. So that in and of itself just takes a lot, it just takes time. And then also the collaborative aspect of it. So I certainly, I could come into a meeting and, you know, present all of the information um, of how I think it should happen and how I think the website should be, but that's not a very good thing because I need the feedback. I want the collaboration between the teams. I want this to be a partnership. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of going back and forth and then quite frankly, approval process. Um, it takes, you know, once people, once we start talking about things and we, once we start saying, okay, what do we want on the homepage? Okay. What, what, how, how does the content, you know, especially if it's a big site, you know, having the content structure, like a big nonprofit, a big Greek organization site, that's a process. And there are different department heads, for the different areas, different program leaders and whatnot that want to give their two cents about how their program or how their department is presented, how the content is structured, and so that stuff, it just takes time to go through all of that with your team and to get approvals. And that's okay. It's just acknowledging that this stuff takes time. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't acknowledge that piece of it. They think that the time estimate should be based on just the actual work. And if you take away all of the collaborative part, you could probably, I mean, Sam, you could build a site in probably two weeks with no people involved. <laughs> right. If he's shaking his head, yeah, yeah, he's nodding, he's, yeah. He's basically saying if Allison and Heather stop bothering me, then yes. <laughs> if there were no people involved, Sam could build a site in like two weeks easily. I mean, but, I could I could plan a website beginning to end in less than five days. Yeah, but you're right. It's the collaborative. It's the, the more people involved slows it down. Uh, the back and forth, the, you know, Bob goes on vacation and then, you know, Mary goes on vacation and then, you know, someone has a big uh, fire to put out in their office and then it takes them two weeks to get back to on an approval and all that stuff adds up. And that's what makes it take so long. Or, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's the time when we ask for feedback and clients just don't, they're, they, don't respond. they just don't yeah. respond for a couple of weeks. And no. that's okay. We understand this. Look, this is our, <laughs> this is our job. We do this every day. So, um, we know that you have your full-time responsibility. Oh, that's the other thing is allocating the right time, the right amount yeah. of time 
uh, that's what takes the really, I mean, that's part of why approvals will take so long or why meetings, you know, mm-hmm. might get rescheduled. It's because you've got other things going on and that's okay. So if you want this to move quickly, then the projects that I have seen move quickly and to get, you know, get things done on time is when, uh, I shouldn't say on time, when things are done in a very rapid manner, it's because there is one person that is solely dedicated to this project and nothing else. Well, that answers my last question. My last thought for you is going to be, what can you do to speed the process up? And you just answered. So there you go. And that doesn't mean that other people can't be involved in the feedback process, but this just means that it's one person that is focused on getting that feedback. They don't have, if they have other responsibilities, they are minimal. And I will say there was one time that you and I were in a sales meeting, Michael, and it like blew my mind that the the director of marketing even asked us, you know, what's an appropriate amount of time to allocate for this? Because we want to make sure that our uh, marketing coordinator has the appropriate, like basically has their workload set appropriately to dedicate the time. And I was like, oh, great question. Great question. Yes. The answer is all of the time. <laughs> Anything else you would add? In terms of kind of explaining this process, I think you explained it really well, but uh, any closing thoughts? Um, you know, if you want something done quickly, um, there will be a couple of things that you will need to compromise on. Cost. It will be, One it will is be a the cost. cost. <laughs> yeah. So it's either, uh, in my opinion, you either want. It's that triangle, you either right? want, Yeah, it's the triangle. It's the cheap, fast, good triangle. But if you want a custom design in a short amount of time, you are going to see that reflected in the price that is presented to you. And also you have to dedicate the time to it. You have to, it's, there's just no question about it. And it's not something that you can do, you know, uh, in the evenings because everybody always says like, Oh yeah, I'll just do this, you know, in the evening tonight, I'll dedicate the time. Well, guess what? Yeah, no, you won't. No, you won't. Cause <laughs> you know, and you know what? I say that too sometimes, but then I get home and, you know, if you, I, I have kids and husband and, you know, other things that I like to do. Who, so, shocker, want your attention. I know. <laughs> shocker. They do want my attention. Um, and so, or I want to go run or do something or be with my friends. Um, you know, we all have a life outside of our work, I hope. Um, and so it's just, it, it, if you want something done quickly, it's going to cost money, um, or you're going to have to sacrifice the design component and use a more template based. And ultimately website. investing properly and planning properly is, is what you want, because ultimately this is not just an expense. It's going to be a site that actually makes money for you. Correct. I mean, that's what we have. We have to kind of keep the big picture in mind. Like, Hey, the reason we're planning out all these details is because it's really, really important because it can make the difference between launching a website that's just this kind of glorified brochure with lots of issues that keep you from using it or a website that is, as Allison always says, your um, highest paid salesperson. Um, is it that we say your highest paid, your best paid, your best, paid. Your best sales? Yeah. Okay. Best paid sales. Okay. Anyway, I'm getting it wrong. But. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> highest paid, best It is paid. a salesperson that Basically, is your... put the resources... That never sleeps. Yes. Yeah. Put the resources towards your website because you you want it to work yeah. for you. All right. Right on. I'm waving at Sam so he can turn the music on because he wasn't looking. <laughs> when Sam fills in, he does kind of just like... <laughs> well, he's working. He's got support. Bare minimum here. <laughs> Gosh, leave him alone. <laughs> he works so hard. His job is more important than running the board. I get that. So Anyway. <laughs> So uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. And a reminder that we are on the web at spinweb.net. You can find us there, and you can send comments, questions, anything you need to radio at spinweb.net. 
and we appreciate you being a listener. We will see you next time.